Thank you once more, worship team. Let's appreciate him again. Yes. Um, so allow me to invite um, the man of God, Pastor Gerald Mwasi. Let's appreciate him as he come, comes to the stage. Uh, you can do better. Mbaka Afike. Thank you, thank you. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me? Now you can. That's better. Good morning. Uh, let's appreciate Nyambu. Now let's appreciate the worship team once again. Thank you. Thank you. The VNU team, thank you so much. That was a powerful session. You literally invited the presence of God, and we, we can feel it. Resurrender. These guys had a, a sneak of a, what I'm about to share. Wow. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Okay. Uh, as you've heard, my name is Gerald Moasi. I'm glad to be here. I've been here. Uh, a few years back, I was seated where you are. And God has been gracious to me. And he's gracious to you. Amen? I am single, not. Happily married to one woman wife. My queen, who's right here. Uh, God has blessed us. We've been married for six years. And God has been more of a blessing to us. We are blessed with two amazing children, a prince and a princess. Yeah, and I'm blessed. God is just truly amazing. Um, um, continuing from where Andrew left, I will not be as comical as he was. And violent as he was, but uh, God will be with me. I will try my best. I'm not uh, such comical as him. So last Sunday, Andrew tackled uh, one element. We continued our series, the crossover. And uh, he touched on uh, one element of the crossover, which uh, is consecration. Today, I want us to look at another element. I want us to look at another element and uh, turn to me, turn, turn with me to the same part of scripture that we read, Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to 17, um, and I'll read. I still can't get enough of resurrender. Wow. Anyway. Um, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, who are the Levites, carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Verse 5, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests, who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen. I repeat, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, 
Gigashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord all of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, and as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan, it is, uh, its waters will, uh, flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the, jo the Jordan, the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap uh, a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarenath. While the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had, com had completed the crossing on dry ground. Father God, we thank you for your word. As you minister to your people, dear Lord, let it land on fertile ground, O oh Lord. And Father God, may you speak to your people, O oh Lord. May it resonate with them, dear Lord, and may you minister to their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we continue, but today we want to look at where Andrew consec uh, uh, talked about consecration. Today I want us to talk about the Jordan itself. Alright? Um, Jordan was a river uh, in the eastern, uh, in, the, in, in Israel, specifically in the Middle East. Uh, it flows through from the Sea of Galilee and into the Dead Sea, as you've heard from the scriptures. Uh, the part of the Dead Sea was cut off. Uh, now, for a crossover to happen, there has to be a water body. Okay? And uh, please allow me, I'm not preaching. I want us to engage. Okay? That's why I said earlier, I'll not be as comical as uh, Pastor Andrew was. Please engage me. So for a crossover to happen, there has to be a water body. For the Israelites to cross over, they crossed over what? Red, Red Sea, right? I'm a, what work on Sunday school? They, they crossed over Red Sea. And so for a crossover to happen, there has to be a water body. So today I want us to focus on this Jordan. This crossover, we focus on the Jordan. Now, the Bible tells us that the Israelites camped for three days. For three days before crossing over. Well, for me, what that means is it was such a big deal. They had to camp for three days. They had to camp for three days. What that means is they had to listen to God. They had to plan. They had to strategize. They had to just think, okay, this is a water body. This is a river that you're about to cross over. So they camped for three days. And for me, I equate it to what we are going through in the first 21 days of 2020 or of every year. We camp but for us, as ICC Mara, we come for 21 days. And we come and we listen in on God. We re-strategize. We think, how are we going to cross over? And how are we going to forge ahead? Okay? Also, them camping for three days uh, shows that it was a big deal for them to cross over the Jordan. It was such a big deal. That's why they took time to come. Okay? They stopped everything, and they camped. Guys, you know what camping means. Camping means getting out of your comfort zone, going somewhere to camp. Either for fun, or either to, you know what the people of the world do. They go to get out of stress, you know, and they use terms like you, YOLO, you only live once. But ideally, camping, you get out of your normal space and go somewhere. Okay? Now, um, 
history shows that this river, River Jordan, it had thickets. And in it, it had wild animals, crocodiles, hippos, you name them. Probably anacondas, if they were there then. You know? You name all kinds of uh, wild animals around there. Uh, alligators and the likes. So at this point, I want to ask you, as we focus on the Jordan, what are the Jordans in your life? Bring the point, br bring this someone home. What are the Jordans in your life? What is it that you need to cross over? Amen? Are we together? Now, the Israelites camped and paused. They stopped everything and paused. So do we ever pause and think of the Jordans? Because I know we know them. We know those Jordans. We know them. And we hide them. They are the one thing that uh, we give everything to God except them. Because we believe we have control. So do we ever pause and think through the effects of these Jordans in our lives? Do we ever introspect and see the effects, the destructions, you know, they have caused. Do we ever pause and see these Jordans, the hurt they've caused, the relationships that God has given to each and every one of us, and they have destroyed those relationships because we are still holding on to them. We don't want to cross over. Verse 9 of the scripture that we have just read, says what? I'll read it again. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Listen to the words of God. I'll pose a question. Do we listen to the word of God or do we hear it? You know now there's a difference. So do we listen or do we hear? Let me give you a, a, a just a small difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is through the ears. Listening is through the mind. You listen with your ears, but you, 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 you resource it through the mind, you know? And that's what Romans 12, uh, 2 says, you know? Romans 12, 2 says what? Who can read it for us? Like I said, we are engaging. I'm not preaching today. Romans 12, 2. Come on, I know you guys are tech service or someone has the Bible on their phone. Romans 12, 2, what does it say? Or someone has memorized it. Romans 12, 2. Guys didn't carry Bibles? If you get it, say amen. Thank you, thank you, my brother. Please read it loud. Renew all of your mind. And when you renew your mind, you'll be able to test and approve God's perfect will in your life. You know, we love using this term, I hear you. And it's one of the terms that I really, when, when you tell me I hear you, I feel like you have insulted me. Because you're basically telling me, move on. You know? Uh, basically what you're saying is, I hear you. I've received your sound waves. Move on. Listening is a skill. You internalize. Hearing is just an ability. Now here's the thing. When we listen to God, we are basically saying we are giving our rights to him. Everything that we feel that it is our right, it is your right to go to school, it is your right to watch that movie. Mm -hmm. It is a right, it is your right to listen to that particular set of music that's not resurrender. Mm -hmm. So listening basically means we are giving our rights. God. 
were telling God that I don't have any rights over my life. It is your right. I'm giving it. I'm surrendering, resurrendering my right to you. Fully. And this is the thing. When God has full control, he has full access to your life to drive out anything, any impurity, to suck them out. Now, any form of fiery that sent your way, you know, discouragement and, and, and anxieties, you know, and fears, when you give him full access, when you listen to him, you give him full access and you hand over your rights to him, then he's able to deal with those, you know, he'll be the sound that comes to you and tells you, my son, my daughter, you know, God doesn't have grandchildren. My son, my daughter, focus on me. You chose to listen to me, focus on me. Verse 15 uh, says, Now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during harvest. Uh, at this moment, I want us to see, I don't know if you guys know how a flooded river looks like. Do you guys know how a flooded river looks like? Media team. Thank you, media team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, media team. So as a media team so start out, I will uh, continue. So we'll show a video of how a flooded river looks like. It is overgrown. Uh, it is uncontrollable. And most of the times, we usually assume that we can control it. Now I'm talking about the Jordans, the flooded Jordans in our lives. Okay? And we assume that we can control a, a, a river that is flooded. These are the effects. This is how a flooded river looks like. I don't know if you guys remember last month, the month of December, while you guys were celebrating and planning to go for camp. There were families that were mourning because they were going for a wedding and they tried to cross a flooded river. Now, picture this. This are the Jordans, are the flooded Jordans in our lives. These are the effects they are causing to the relationships that we have to our parents, our siblings, our boyfriends and girlfriends if we have them. Our spiritual life, they cause so much hurt. Yet, we resist, we hold back from, from uh, crossing over because we believe it's not a big deal. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's, it's, it's okay, you know. It's okay to have those small little lies. It's not a big deal. I mean, his grace is sufficient. Isn't you? It's okay. You know? You saw, let me, let me drive the point. Let me come home. You grew up seeing your dad beat your mom. Jordan. You are, you are raised by a single mom. Your dad left you. You know? He left you and he left scars. He left wounds. But that's not a Jordan, is it? You think you're okay the way you are. Your dad and mom they were there. Your dad was there. 
but he was a passive man. He was a passive dad. He was there, but not there. And that has affected your masculinity. But that's not a Jordan, is it? Let's come home. Let's introspect. Let's look at our lives. What are the Jordans? What are the flooded Jordans in our lives? You know? You think that rebellion that is inbuilt, you just feel, you know, you just want to be rebellious all the time. You believe that's not a Jordan. You think that makes you macho. You think that that is cool. My brother, that's a flooded Jordan. That doubt that the enemy puts you, like, I'm not perfect, I'm not okay, I'm not worthy, you know? That doubt that the enemy puts in your mind. My sister, my brother, that's a flooded Jordan. The sense that you need affection because dad was not there and you get into an affair with a married man because he's caring, because he's loving, because he shows you affection. My sister, that's a flooded Jordan. It's not something small. You need to cross over. Let me come much, much closer. You're stuck to porn. You're even here, and you watched porn in the morning or last night. And you think it's something small because you watch it and you repent and the next day you do the same thing again. My brother, that's a flooded Jordan. You need to come and think of the effects that porn is doing to you. Because what it does is it makes you view women as sexual objects. And it stirs your mind to places where causes flooding. My brother, I told you, today I'm engaging you guys. You're here, you, you masturbated in the morning. And you cried while we were resurrendering. You cried and told God, I can't do this anymore. I masturbate six, eight times a day. That's a Jordan. You need to come and cross over. That's a flooded Jordan. Because the effects go into your future. That porn that you're watching, that's a flooded Jordan. The effects go into your adulthood. Should I go on? Should I go on? Should I? Should I continue pointing out the Jordans? Should I? Okay. Yes, yes, Lily. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, my sister. Is talking, my sister is talking about a Jordan for the female species. Uh -huh. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. So, I've been told to also include my sisters. So, you're, a, you're, a, you're, you're here, my sister, and you're stuck to porn because you're exposed to it by your cousin. You went to visit your cousin, and they were watching porn when you're 10 years. And I'm very serious. This is real story. And now you're stuck. When you're anxious, when you, you are nervous, you have to watch porn. My sister, that's a flooded Jordan. You're here and you masturbate. And you think that's okay because, I mean, the Bible says that uh, fornication, I should not have sex with another person. So, I mean, I'm satisfying myself as a woman. I'm having sex with myself. That's a flooded Jordan. Like I said, it has effects in the future. In your future. You guys gave me the go-ahead to continue, so let me go on. <laughs> Maybe it's that attraction. Let me get into serious business. That attraction you have to fellow men. 
or you're a lady attracted to fellow ladies. You are molested while your parents sent you to boarding school in class 3, class 4, class 5 and you've never told anyone. That's a Jordan you have to cross because it caused a scar in your life. Who knows, maybe that is why you're attracted to fellow men. Mm -hmm. Should I go on? I hope you're not just hearing. I hope you're listening and internalizing. Thank you, Lenkai. Lenkai <laughs> is listening. Maybe you're flooded, Jordan. Is need for attention from the men here. Hello? You dress to get their attention. Hello? My sister, you think it's not a big deal, but that's a flooded Jordan. Because now, what that means is you seek satisfaction from the attraction that you get from my brothers and sisters. Maybe your flooded Jordan is unforgiveness. Like I said, your dad left you, abandoned you, and you can't reconcile the fact that he's out there and he left you and your siblings and your mom alone. Maybe it's even unforgiveness towards God because God took your dad or took your mom when you needed them the most at an early age and you have never moved on and you have never, you keep on asking God, why? That's a flooded Jordan because guess what? Guess what? It affects how you relate with everyone and anyone. It will affect your future. It will affect your adulthood. It will affect your future. When you get married, it will affect your marriage. I promise you. I'm not a prophet of doom. Could it be the manipulation that is inbuilt and you can't help it? You manipulate things to go your way? Mm-hmm. It always has to be your way. And you find ways of manipulating it to be your way. That's a flooded Jordan. You need to cross over. I told you guys, we're engaging. Could it be the flirting that you enjoy? You flirt with Mary, June, May, and you enjoy because they give you satisfaction. You know, you use terms like sexy. Man, you're looking sexy today in church. And they respond, oh, thank you. And like, I'm macho. I'm the man. My brother, that's a flooded Jordan. Like I said, it will affect you, the now and the future. And into the next generation, if you don't cross over. Now let me come home. I've been home, but let me come home. Maybe it's those movies. What's the latest movie? Um, like I told you, um, years back when I was, so I'm, I'm not into movies. So what, what are the movies you guys are watching? Yes? Away home. No way home. Okay. Lenkai is playing safe. You know what movies I'm talking about. You know what movies I'm talking about. Le Casa de Papel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now we're talking. Someone shout another series. It's okay. We are engaging. I'm not here to say, Rah! Fall, sister, fall, brother. So, what other movies? That series, just name it. Uh -huh. And when it gets to that sexual scene, you can't pause. You get glued because it is, mm, ooh, you know, probably in those movies is where you get your dress code. Uh -huh. I know I'm talking to someone. I know. My brother, my sister, that's a flooded Jordan. Because, again, it affects your mind and your heart and it affects your now, your future. You need to cross that Jordan. Could it be the music that we listen to? 
Eh? Could it be that we listen to, and uh, you guys know, I know you know, you listen to a song in the Matatu or somewhere and it, it sticks to your mind. You know? Nyongwa. <laughs> I'm being honest. And you listen to those songs and you internalize them and you start imagining things. You start imagining what nyongwa means. And the next time, you want to try to nyonga. Let's talk. Like I told you, I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching. I'm engaging you guys. My brother, my sister, that's a flooded Jordan. You have to cross. <laughs> you know, I was taught a, a, a term uh, recently. You know, those movies are mbwaks. Is it mbwaks? Mbwaks, eh? Mbwakni. No, those Mbwakni. Thank you. Thank you, my brother Duncan. Let me read you a, a, a part of a, a psychiatrist said. A psychiatrist called Jeffrey Satinova wrote, Porn is a very carefully designed delivery system for evoking a tremendous flood within the brain of endogenous opioids. This allows us to understand that the underlying nature of addiction to porn is chemically nearly identical to heroin addiction. My brother, you're addicted. You're an addict. You are an addict. But there's hope. Say with me, there's hope. Say with me, there's hope. Say with me, there's hope. There's no doom. There's hope. Read with me verse 15 and 16. Now the Jordan is at flood uh, stage during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Araba, called the, sea, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. My goodness, as soon as the Ark of the Covenant touched water, the water stopped flowing. You know what that means? Who knows what is the Ark of the Covenant? Like I said, we're engaging. What is the Ark of the Covenant? It's not a trick question. I will not call Pastor KT to say Bible study is not working. It's not a, a trick question. Who knows the Ark of the Covenant? Uh -huh. What are the contents of the Ark of the Covenant? The tablets. Uh -huh. It's not a trick question. Anyone else? Thank you. Boyo, speak up. Eh? 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 My brother, you just came from man enough and I've been with you. I know I know I can hear you. I know I know you can shout. So please speak up. Thank you. That's a man enough. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So the Ark of the Covenant carried the presence of God. Okay? Listen to this. It had the tablets, as uh, Lenkaya said, the two tablets uh, of the Mosaic Law. There was also a pot of manna as a sign of the miracles that God is a living God. He's, he, he feeds us our every day. Okay? Uh, there was the rod of Aaron to, symbol, uh, to symbolize the priesthood. And then it had an atonement cover, okay, where the two cherubims that uh, my brother Joseph is speaking about used to face each other with their wings open, protecting the mercy seat where God used to sit. You know what that means? When the Ark of the Covenant touched the water, what happened? It stopped flowing. 
the presence of God, when the presence of God, when you allow God into that Jordan, the flooding stops. The flowing of the river, not even the flooding, the flowing of the river stops. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. And you find all that in Exodus uh, chapter 25. The content and the story of the Ark of the Covenant. Okay? Guys, when God steps in into that Jordan that you're guarding, it stops being a Jordan. You cross over. When God steps in, when you allow God to step in, when he touches those Jordans in your life, you cross over and they no longer have a hold of you. Amen? Amen. The Jordan was conquered right there and then when the Ark of the Covenant stepped in. That's how powerful God's presence, that's how powerful listening to God and allowing him in does. When he steps in, even the Jordans in our lives acknowledges his presence. Even the flooded Jordans that we've seen, they acknowledge that light cannot mix with. Praise God. You know, I paused when I was reading this scripture and I was praying and I was telling God, okay, um, I'm going to speak to my fellow brothers and sisters. I paused at this moment like, wow. And like I told you, I was doing this sermon with my queen. She's right here. And we paused and like, wow. You know? And we went back and looked at, you know, the content of the Ark of the Covenant. Verse 17 says, The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Praise God. Can you imagine when God and the Ark of the Covenant touched in? He did not move until everyone, including the animals, crossed over. You know what that means? God will not leave you. If you invite him, he will not leave you until you cross over, until you cross over that Jordan. That's what it means. He will not come partially. God will not come partially. He will not. He will come in fully. And he will not leave you, nor forsake you, until you have crossed over the Jordan, the Jordans in your life. You know them. We've mentioned them. And I know that those that I've not mentioned, and you know them, they are a Jordan because you cannot do them in public and you hide them from even your best friends, from even your accountability members. You know them. But guess what? God is telling you, would you allow me to help you to cross over You know those doubts that are planted? If you allow God, he gives you the boldness. But only if you come and invite him to take over these Jordans in your life. At this moment, I want to pause and ask you, will you let him in? Will you allow God into those Jordans? That's all he needs. Allow me in. Because guess what? Is an all-knowing God. He knows them. Even when you're hiding them from me and from your leaders here, from your boyfriends, from your parents, he knows them. And he's just looking at you with so much love and mercy and saying, would you let me in? He's a dependable God. Until you're out of that Jordan. What that means is he'll be with you throughout the process. Because I can tell you for free, you saw the Israelites. They camped for three days. They listened to God. So what that tells you is, crossing a Jordan is a what? Is a what? It's a process. It's not a one-time thing. But the one-time thing that you need to do is, you need to be willing to acknowledge that it is a Jordan that needs to be crossed over and start 
the journey to cross, it, uh, to cross over. As I conclude, Jeremiah 13, 27 says, How long will you be unclean? How long will you entertain that Jordan? How long will you guard it? Because it gives you a sense of satisfaction. How long will you let it identify you? Ladies and gentlemen, it has to be your personal decision to cross over the flooded Jordans in our lives. You have to intentionally be willing to cross over that sin, that sin that so easily entangles you. We've mentioned them here. You know what you need to cross over from. You know your Jordans. You know them. You know them. Let me wrap it up with a theory. This is where now if you, um, like I told you, me a goat mine today, resurrender. Now let me give you a new theory. It's called the bifurcation theory. This is what it states. It states that the person you become as a young person is the person you drag into your adulthood. You know what that means? If you don't cross over now, you go with that Jordan into your adulthood. You let it form your character. You let it be part of you. What that does is it will affect how you relate with your spouse when you get married, how you parent your children, how you relate with your in-laws, and how you relate with your Father in heaven. Why do you think we struggle with reading the Bible? Why do we struggle with praying? Why can't we keep relationships? Bifurcation theory. We've let these things drag. Or maybe you know them. They've dragged from your childhood into your young adulthood. Bifurcation theory. If you don't deal it with now, if you don't deal with it now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are the next presidents and cabinet secretaries and ambassadors. Guess what? You will drag it into your leadership. The leadership crisis that we have now, I know you guys are smart and you can see it. Bifurcation theory. These guys let these things drag from their when they were young men and women like you and I, and they've let them drag into their leadership. Let's bow our heads and pray. psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. As your head's about, I want you to think, what are the Jordans that you need to release, that you need to cross over? I know you have an idea of your Jordan. The time is now. You must cross over. And I know the Holy Spirit is right here, nudging you, because this started from the worship moment when we were resurrendering. It started then, and the Holy Spirit has been moving and nudging you. And He's telling you it's time you surrender it. You. It's time you cross over. It's time you start that process of crossing over. It's time that you let me in. It's time you resurrender. So if you're here and you have a Jordan that you have to cross over, would you put up your hand and you will pray with me? Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. 
Thank you for those hands. This is a personal, personal decision that you have to make. You know them. And they are holding you captive. And you have to let go of them for you to cross over. Now that's a good start. Maybe you're here. And you've not given your life to Christ. You don't even, you're hopeless. Let me say it that way. These Jordans are too many in your life and you're stuck. And you only come here or you only come to church or you only came today because your friends came to church. I want to pray with you. If you're here and you need to give your life to Christ, please raise up your hand. Or if you're here and you are almost drowning in your Jordan. You need to re-surrender, rededicate your life to Christ. Would you carry up your hand and we'll pray with you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Thank you. When you're re-surrendering, you're not re-surrendering to me. Please put them up again. Please, when you're resurrendering, you're not, you're not doing it unto me or unto your brothers here. You're resurrendering them to God because he's the author and finisher. Okay, church, help me pray. I want us to pray with our brothers and sisters, all of us together. Say, Lord Jesus. All of us, Lord Jesus. I resurrender. I resurrender. Lord Jesus, I am listening to your nudging and I give myself to you. I resurrender. I rededicate my life to Christ. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. You're calling me and I'm choosing to run, not walk. And I give of my life to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Lord, I come before you. I want to pray for the Jordans, for these young men and women who have chosen to give their Jordans to you. Who they've chosen to cross over, Lord. Lord, you know them. We've mentioned them, but you know them in the deepest of their root, O oh Lord. Lord, I want to commit these young men and women into your whole hands, O oh Lord. Father God, we know, dear Lord, that this was your sermon, O oh Lord. And as you minister to these young men, O oh Lord, Father God, have your way, O oh Lord. Minister, dear Lord, help them cross over, dear Lord. Father God, they surrender to you, O oh Lord. They give of themselves to you, dear Lord. Father God, we invite you right now, O oh Lord, come in. Come in, O oh Lord. Come in and take captive, dear Lord, of those thoughts, of those Jordans, O oh Lord, of those flooded Jordans, O oh Lord. Take captive right now in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And I ask you, O oh Lord, that you minister to them right now. Minister to their hearts, O oh Lord. Minister to them in a mighty way, O oh Lord. Give them the courage, O oh Lord, to start the process of crossing over, O oh Lord. So that, O oh Lord, these Jordans will not have a hold on them in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And Father God, lead them to the way everlasting, Lord. And Father God, I thank you. For God, you will help them, dear Lord. I pray, dear Lord, that you give them the conviction, O oh Lord, to go ahead, O oh Lord, and talk to someone, O oh Lord. Because sin thrives in secrecy, O oh Lord. Give them, dear Lord, the conviction to speak to someone, O oh Lord, so that, dear Lord, they may start this journey, dear Lord, of crossing over the Jordans that so hold us captive, O oh Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, dear Lord, for what you are doing in this new generation, this next generation, O oh Lord. I thank you, dear Lord, because the presidents here, dear Lord, will not, dear Lord, suffer from, dear Lord, uh, character issues, O oh Lord. I thank you, dear Lord, because the cabinet secretaries, O oh Lord, the dignitaries, O oh Lord, are here, O oh Lord. And they will not, dear Lord, be caught up, dear Lord, in things, in Jordans of the past, O oh Lord. Lord, I thank you because, O oh Lord, you're saving them. You're saving this generation. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you continue to do. And Father God, I thank you because, dear Lord, even as we continue consecrating ourselves, O oh Lord, may you minister to our hearts. Let us be able, dear Lord, to cross over smoothly, dear Lord. And Father God, may you never leave us, O oh Lord. Send men and women who will stand with us for the glory and honor of your name. 
I thank you, I bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, give it up to God. Give it up to God, Jesus. Come on. Come on, guys, come on. If you're here and you know, you need to cross that Jordan. You've surrendered, you've re-surrendered to God. Please see someone. See David, the leaders, please stand up. See myself, I'm available. I'm here, I'm stuck with you guys for the next one month. So you'll see me here the whole of January. See me, reach out to me, reach out to the leaders. Please stand up, leaders. Please, do not walk this journey of crossing over alone. My wife is here, I'll ask my wife to stand up. My queen, please stand up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my queen, who I love so much. Ladies, ladies, please, if you want to talk about that Jordan, please see my queen and the leaders and the lady leaders here. Thank you so much. Um, I hand it over back to Nyambu. One more time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.